Hello and welcome to Stirring the Pot Entertainment Studios' premier pop culture podcast. As always, I'm your host, Derek, the first and the last. Today we have... Sam! And... It's your boy, Asia! And man, this month has been insane, but it's time to enter our... Uh, what vacation time the only time of the year that we can take off yeah we have to get on a boat and go into the middle of the atlantic to escape so there won't be a lot of content coming out over the course of the next five days so be chill with that mm-hmm. thanks and the other times <laughs> <laughs> um so this week the first part of this month has been hectic because we've been constantly going to conventions yeah yeah and also um i think we've also been starting art markets yeah we've been doing art markets so that's been really fun um those take up a lot of time they do and mental energy and travel energy so it's it's been hectic but um attached to this will be our photo gallery if you go to our website and go to this um I'll put the link within the description of the podcast just in case you're listening to it on iTunes or uh, Spotify, etc., etc. Et mm-hmm. um, for you can go back to the landing page on our website, which you'll see the galleries from the different conventions that we have been to. Um, so today we're kind of going to have like a mini talk back session about um, the conventions we went to over the course of the last two weeks. Um, we are going to have a deeper talk about the conventions that we are going for that we went to throughout this year and what we're excited for in the coming year. Um, when we get back, when we get back, yeah, that'll be the episode. Um, in review East do in review. Oh, so it's been, it's been a, it's been a big year. I, I'm, I'll save all my end of the year speeches for next week. Um, we're going to use, we're going to use the East do uh, grading system on the year for us. <laughs> That's, funny plot <laughs> i'd give it a two How, themes i don't know if they were consistent uh, characters doesn't change <laughs> they're quite static construction <laughs> mm. i give it a four i really give it <laughs> a lot of features but i don't know if that makes up for the bugs in the system that's fair <laughs> but uh two last two weeks ago the 9th through the 11th I think it's the 10th and the 11th. The 10th and the 11th. We went to Holiday Cosplay Tampa Bay. Um, It is a relatively new convention. It's their first year, so it's It's a new convention. Um, It was Relative to the existence of things in general. It's new. It was at the Tampa Bay Convention Center. Mm -hmm. And uh, as someone who's been going to that convention center for a ton of different conventions i enjoyed my time at mm-hmm. holiday cosplay tampa bay yeah it also helps that our booth was like right in front of like the state like the main event stage so mm-hmm. we were just i was just chilling yeah it was i was great. just watching people's performances for like, the idol fest and the cosplay contest it was really nice and also the cosplays there were really really good i think it was a really good um i think it was a really good first year for them i think mm-hmm. putting it the week before hall mat i feel is a really good selling point same especially since it's like i feel like for hallmat i feel bad for the cosplays we have specifically like christmas themed holiday themed cosplays and it's like okay when well, i can only wear this once yeah for hallmat and then i have to kind of like wait a whole year before i wear it again yeah i'm excited to see how the convention grows i saw its starting point and i thought it was good for like its first year 
the setup for the stage, mm-hmm. how they had the panel rooms. I'm mm-hmm. not used to going upstairs in the uh, convention mm-hmm. center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was nice to see another side to that. Mm-hmm. Having a really nice bay window. It was so pretty. That's looking over the traffic of downtown Tampa, but it was still really nice. Yeah. Scenic. It added some je ne sais quoi. It made me feel professional. It made me feel like, oh, I'm in a board meeting. We actually premiered two new panels at this convention. Yeah. That we hope to become a part of our regular slate. Mm-hmm. It's the Anthropology of Bleach, which mm-hmm. we touched on a little bit as a podcast mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Um, and a fashion and anime panel. I gotta be real. The fashion and anime panel might be my favorite panel to do. Because I can just talk about fashion and gush about fashion the whole time. I can do what I do on a regular basis and just force people to listen to me talk. The thing is, people keep coming up to us after this panel and suggesting we do, like, fashion and other things or, like, deep dive into, like, specific kinds of fashion yeah i'd love to do that we could i would just have to be i would have to watch more bachelor girl stuff because that's what that we get that we've gotten for the past two weeks that we run this panel mm-hmm. um oh, that's funny that makes sense a lot of i feel like there are a lot of fashion trends within magical girl stuff mm-hmm. reoccurring is it still called motifs in fashion yeah i would still think I'd it's st- called I feel like that would probably be like the best. I can't think of a different word, so I feel like that is more most accurate. You're creating shapes, figures, styles, styles, boom. Yeah, and so they they keep wanting to go back to that. Um, Anthropology of Bleach. We were able to get a bit more in depth. It's really hard um, because so much of Bleach media hasn't been translated into English, mm-hmm. and I don't know Japanese. The thing is, um, though. Those we but we were in both those panels at Hallmat and mm-hmm. uh, Tamp- and t- a holiday okay. cosplay Tampa Bay. So I'm gonna talk about like what people have talked to me about it afterwards from both panels. Mm-hmm. And then there, I have we had one person who came to the panel that's like, yeah, I'm teaching myself Japanese right now, for I can just read that. <laughs> the thing is, I would love you. to have like a Japanese like group to learn Japanese together because the thing is, um. I can't oh, learn things by myself. I can't learn I things need by a myself. Teacher or something. I think yeah. I can learn. I can quote unquote learn things by myself. But I feel like if I'm not bouncing off, you lose a lot of the information, yeah. especially with languages. Like I'm, my family is Spanish. Is my Spanish improving? Not speaking Spanish? No, it is not. I think it's been degrading. Did that? Is that the word that you use? Yeah. Nah. Yeah. It's, it could be work. Work. But yes. Sorry. Go on. Um. I. In general, the thing is, Holiday College of Tampa Bay is like was the easiest one to talk about because well, there was not really any problems with it. Mm-hmm. But if you're interested in going, if they have it next year, um, it'd be interesting to see how it grows. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, as it's, really, it's a pretty good convention if you're like entry. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of conventions. Because I started my first convention was like MegaCon, and it was my first so convention was it's Megacon. overwhelming. It was so overwhelming, and the thing is, um, I love MegaCon. The Artist Alley is so big, and it gives me like kind of anxiety going through it. I think that's a good way to put it. It's a good entry con. Mm-hmm. Like the thing is, my family, my a lot of people, in my family, my like my parents haven't been to a convention. Would not start them at um, like Met- Mega- at Mega-Con? holiday. Met- 
yeah. holiday. I like. I feel like also, and we'll get more into it as we shift into the holiday Matsuri talk. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's even compared to a holiday Matsuri where there's a lot going on. They have a lot there, and it's. I didn't know it was more spread out amongst the uh, hotel this time, but even then, there was still a lot of people, mm-hmm. and that can get overwhelming very quickly. Um, because we are working the booth, I think that's the that's pretty much all we can say mm-hmm. about Holiday Cosplay Tampa Bay. Um, we didn't get to experience the game room. We didn't get to experience the tabletop room. Um, I saw we saw I saw a little bit of Spider Verse prom that they hosted there, and it was I just, love that it was concept. Just, and it was just cute. The thing is, the fact the fact that more conventions don't have like a Spider Verse prom, it's like, what are you doing? Or like a gimmicky thing. Yeah, like that. I, I love that. They do. It's just like the masquerade or something, but it's, it's so like big in one night. Mm-hmm. It's like. Even I'm just thinking, not a lot of people necessarily adhere strictly to theme, but I feel like this time you saw a lot more people being like, Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. well, don't mind if I do. Yeah, I, the, the reason why I was like, I, something like that, because it wasn't in like this giant hall. Mm-hmm. It was in this room, because they didn't expect, like, I don't think they expected a ton of people to be there at once. Yeah. And it ran throughout the day. Yeah. So it was one of those things where it's like, hey, do you want to just chill and, like, mm-hmm. um, dance a little bit? Like, take some pictures in front of, like, a prom, like, <laughs> archway that they That's made? So cute. Like, you could just go there and they do that. They had a balloon arch? They had a that balloon arch. That is so arch. cute. It was so cute. I got to my spider prom. The thing is, hearing that they had that, I was like, okay, now I need to fix my spider sona out of the woodwork. I'm like, oh, that's just, that's just so cute. That's so cute. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Um, but yeah, that was holiday, that was holiday cosplay Tampa. Yes. Oh, I forgot that at the booth, um, we like, we also had like the, um, I think during the fashion panel, it was like the first time I was selling my comic and that was really exciting. Oh yeah. Everyone that stopped by the booth was really nice. Yeah. Um, a bunch of people gave me, gave us business cards for we could try out, for we could potentially collab with stuff. And I feel like that's always nice. And I feel like, especially within this industry of creation, I kind of feel like innovation branches out from collaborations with mm-hmm. other groups. And so I feel like it's always kind of important to do that. But mm-hmm. we all we often get uh, stuck within our own lane at conventions sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's a busy time for us. And it's a busy time for the people around us. Mm-hmm. So it's like not at anyone, but it's just... You get stuck in your own, you, you're focused on making sure the weekend goes well. So yeah. there's not as much, because this was a much more laid back convention, it felt like we had more time to talk to the people around us mm-hmm. and ex- like talk to different vendors and stuff. So that was something I enjoyed being able to connect, mm-hmm. as you said, with the people around us who yeah. are also doing exactly what we're doing mm-hmm. and are just as passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And so let's now get to Holiday Matsuri. Holiday Matsuri, which is considered one of the biggest conventions. Well, not the biggest. It's considered one of the best conventions within Florida. Mm-hmm. Like people wait their entire year for Hallmat. I know mm-hmm. people who save up vacation days specifically to take off for Hallmat. Mm-hmm. I have some qualms with Hallmat. And the qualms aren't necessarily from the people who are hosting it. It is 
the convention space. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, since it's such, and it's only grown mm-hmm. in our time that it's been there, I'm surprised they haven't, like, I see the pros to continuing to have it at the Holiday World Marriott. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, which is, is that it? I, I, think it's, I think it's Marriott World. I think oh. it's, it's like the Marriott World Con- Center Convention Center or something. They changed the name. Those words. Those You words. get it. Marriott World Center. Whatever. But, <laughs> like, it's a gorgeous place. It's a gorgeous venue. I, this is the first time I really got to walk around and, mm-hmm. like, see all the different parts. I normally see people in from afar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, the pool. I don't realize how gorgeous the pool is. The pool's they beautiful. Have so the many... Hotel- Oh, sorry, go on. They have so many outdoor areas where the lighting is perfect. Mm-hmm. I saw people taking group cosplays, people doing their own little photo shoots with their friends and everything, which happens every year. But it's like, um, even though they the outside space, if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's that space in the back on the roofs where they have those glowy uh, plant yeah. thing. I do not know what it's called. Just understand my words. Understand my heart, not my words. That was uh, torn up, and I was worried about that. But when I saw how gorgeous it still was outside, I was like, okay, I get it. This is the draw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, I feel like something's got to give because it was more people than ever this year. And just logistically, it feels like it's wanting, logistic-wise. Um, sorry, Sam, before I go, you had something you wanted oh, to no, say? Oh, no, sorry. I was also going to just mention that since the hotel, since it's a hotel, they also decorate for Christmas. Yeah. So every, like, little nook and, like, how you're saying, like, every nook and cranny is, like, done up really well. So, I feel like that's, like, a pro that they probably have versus, the, like, the Orlando yeah. Convention Center, which is, like, just a, more than that, it's just used as a business convention center, so it's not really there it, to decorate. They would have to bring their own stuff. Yeah. And that's extra time, extra people, extra mm-hmm. money. Yeah. I will say the, Hor- the Orlando Convention Center is kind of ugly. It's like it's the, low key. And so I get why they wouldn't. Like, the thing is, like, you talking about the, the pure aesthetics of the World Center is mm-hmm. like, it's phenomenal. There's way more space at the um, Orlando Convention Center. Orlando Convention Center. But the Orlando Convention Center is not the Tampa Convention Center. That has yeah. the natural like Beauty waterfront of, yeah. that like and the architecture that kind of makes it beautiful. And I feel like it's a staple. One thing that you always see at home at is gorgeous cosplays and gorgeous pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I see why they're reluctant, but it's like one of the issues that we had last year that is just continuing to get worse as it becomes this bigger con and they're like doing more and more each year is the parking situation. Mm-hmm. Derek. I, I have, the thing is I have something for the parking because last year there were three, the thing is, so we've been going to home at since 2017. We have been doing panels at home at since 2017. Um, in 2017 and in 2018, we could park um, at the convention center. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, at the World Center. It was $26 a day, um, but, like, we had our car there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a year we didn't go. And then the pandemic year? I think so. Mm-hmm. And then when we came back, it was just, like, no parking there. Allowed at all. At all. Yeah, and it's just 
you just have to go to these off sites um, and then take a shuttle to the World Center. Um, the part of Orlando it, that it is is at the intersection of SeaWorld, um, Disney, Disney, and kind of Universal. People are coming from Universal. Um, so this intersection of all these big things within the Central Florida area, and it's a hassle to get there. Um, the shuttles, uh, last year, the shuttles, um, they would take... It would take like an hour to get to the convention center after parking. Mm-hmm. Um, but now there's a bigger problem where they just got filled up. Mm-hmm. Saturday at 12 o'clock, the convention runs till 2 in the morning. The uh, parking lots are already filled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like noon. It's like once you – and the thing is you can't like just – because even if you like leave to create more – like even if you like, like, oh, yeah, I'm done for the day. Let me leave. You can't come back in. Or new people can't come back in the space to because find they parking. Because it's closed. It's like completely closed, which I was surprised about. I'm like, okay. If people people can... are coming and going all day. Yeah. And that's just super frustrating. And the thing is, navigating that part of Orlando is just super duper annoying. Because there's like no parking garages. There's no like anything. There's like nowhere you can like kind of like park your car to like even loiter at all so you just have to like park somewhere else and or like from your hotel and just get an uber there which is what we had to do which is which is like this time we were close enough to um take be able to take an uber to the convention but that's there's that still took us a bit yeah yeah um the i think there's a space issue and then i know with it's a win it's the winter time COVID is getting ramped back up mm-hmm. um the combination of all those people in one, like it's a big area, but for the amount of people, it really makes the area seem really small. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the worst kind of super spreader event where yeah. everyone is just on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're in line for the main or special events, yeah. those lines would not like they they had a pretty good flow so it didn't completely stop traffic but you really get a sense of how many people are there mm-hmm. because the line stretches mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's and everyone's on top of each other it's for me it's kind of worrying of like not like oh into the world worrying but like if they're still there next year and the amount of people that still go to that convention. And then yeah. increases. Yeah. Because they've been doing well. They've been increasing a, the, every year. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, um, Artist Alley had so... It was, it was bumper packed. to bumper. It was packed. And not just like the regular, oh, um, I'm being jostled around Artist Alley. Like the artists were packed yeah. in there. I think it's hard to like shop comfortably because considering like you stopping at a, a booth is stopping the entire flow of traffic yeah because the aisles were also pretty narrow. narrow i did not actually finish going through artist alley because no. it, it was there's too many people mm-hmm. it felt impossible like the thing is megacon's artist alley is packed but they still felt like there were more space yeah I did like how this year they connected Artist Alley to the vendor room, and yeah. the vendor room did not feel nearly as packed. It there did was not. those pockets of empty space that just kind of let you breathe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I gotta say, I prefer going through the Artist Alley room, so it was kind of it, it was disappointing, mm-hmm. but in the way that's just like so claustrophobic. 
Yeah. And they had a lot of... The guests on the side, I kind of felt bad for because it was hard for you to really stop at their booth in Artist Alley. Um, the oh, ones the at the s- far end. The single day guests. Yeah. 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 They didn't have any room for you to mingle. They didn't have any room for you to talk. There was no place for you to just actually admire what they were there for or mm-hmm. like get into their stuff because they were scrunched right next to the artist alley people and unless you want to stop like you were saying the whole flow you had to keep it moving Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which just feels kind of unfair to them Mm -hmm. because you're really excited to be a guest for a day is that new yeah that's new has any other convention ever done that no yeah. They're the only convention that I know that have specifically, hey, you want to be a guest just for a day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, like, sorry, I was just like, huh, is this new? Is this, is, is, am I, is, is that me? Mm-hmm. But no, it's brand new. But like, you're really excited to be a guest for a day, but you don't get the attention or the traffic flow just due to, you the know, setup. yeah. And I don't think how, we had like a ton of guests. I don't know how it was possible to like, rotate them out or yeah, be able like, to visit their space exactly yeah and all that like those logistics they had like 60 guys they had a lot of guests yeah, but the thing is some of the guests they set up within the it feels like they set the cosplay guests up in the uh, vendor room yeah in the vendor room and that and the, worked well because and, those were those open pockets of space mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the voice actor guests are also in there the gaming guests were in the game room Right. Oh, makes sense. Pockets of space. Yeah. So it feels like everyone there's a there are some guests that are specifically here for some vendors, Mm -hmm. and they were always at their vendor area. Right. And so that was able to get spread out a bit more. Yeah. Um. I. Is that is that all the um, negatives for it? I believe so. I think that I think I think it's just like the majority thing is just a spacing issue. I feel like since Hallmark only been getting more and more popular, it constantly gets good reviews and people are constantly going to Hallmark more and more. It's always going to be like, it's just a spacing issue for me. It's like the main, main thing. And the parking issue. But that parking issue is because of the spacing yeah, issue. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. At a pro and a con, they, this year they started that you had to have clear backpacks going into the 18 plus events after 17, the main ones and the special, uh, the special events and they had they had expanded how much space they used for the venue and they brought in um rental lockers which mm-hmm. i thought was pretty smart but because of the sheer amount of people mm-hmm. the amount of rental lockers was paltry and then even if they leave and come back they still own the locker for the entire day yeah so even if they're not coming back those lockers are closed and then they close. Didn't they close around the time that the main of like events required you to have clear backpacks? Yeah. Yeah. So it just seemed counter. Yeah. I felt bad because there were like, if your entire party wanted to go to an event together, but you couldn't rent a locker or even if they weren't all full, which goes back to the other deal, you couldn't rent a locker, and then one person stuck outside carrying all the bags. Yeah. And that's the problem we ran into. Because yeah. so you don't necessarily want a clear bag. You don't necessarily want everyone to see all your stuff. Yeah. Especially, I was like, I feel like 
um, other than, like, elementary school, I've never, like, had, like, I, I don't see clear backpacks as, like, uh, like, in a the, tenable thing. Yeah, like, I don't see them that often. And they're, they're not, not like, looking for them. as good quality as yeah, your they backpacks tear. or I, The thing stuff. is, I feel like, I feel like clear backpacks would have been okay if we got a... A heads up? Further ahead. Because mm-hmm. we... We mostly follow we mostly follow Hallbat on Instagram, and we didn't see the clear backpack rule until like the day before. Yeah, it was like, well, that's it's too late to plan. Mm-hmm. I'm at my hotel. I have what I have. Yeah, mm-hmm. I already went out and bought all this cosplay stuff, all this other stuff. I'm saving my money for it to use on Hallmat itself. Yeah, but now I find out I need a clear backpack to experience some of the parts of the con that people and, are most excited and, for. And also since you can't park there, you can't just dump your car, yeah. like stuff in your car. And then it was just like, okay, well, maybe if uh, I get there early enough to get a uh, locker. locker, but like we would get there like 9.30 and then There's all the lockers still, would be gone. Yeah. yeah. And if you look at the amount of people versus the amount of lockers they have, I'm glad that they started to do this, especially considering if they're going to have this room going forward. But once again, it's just a logistics and space and a people issue. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Hama, you're getting too popular. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta expand your space, baby. But at least I'm glad that they're still growing a lot because again, the conventions, it's really cutesy. It's like a lot of holiday stuff, which I just think is like nice because it makes it gives you like um, the holiday spirit mm-hmm. for December. Positives. I, I liked how the, they, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, sorry. My positive, you go first. I liked how they expanded the space out. Um, this, it wasn't used, but there were, I noticed that for like the maid cafe and they had a, I'm going to call it a talk show. Oh yeah, uh, they're, they're, like, they're like podcasts, talk yeah, show thing. I thought that was cute. I liked their use of space for that. Like I said, I liked the fact that they started lockers. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I feel like that extra space helped mm-hmm. it not feel as clogged, even though they weren't as trafficked. So I don't know how much it helped overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to one of my favorite events that they had was, oh, I'm going to say this wrong. Is it a concert? Yeah. The strings concert? Yeah, it was uh, it was a somnium sound. I want to say. What time was the event? It was on Saturday, and it was at I want to say like five. Yeah, that's the somnio strings. Somnio strings. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I really liked that concert. I really enjoyed. It was honestly, it was gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. They had the con players open up, and that was really fun. It got the audience pumped, pumped with a lot of like familiar songs from like animes and all that. And then they did, I believe, Zelda's Lullaby together with Somnio Sound, and that sounded gorgeous. And just like their medleys and everything, I was really excited to have them there, and I'm really hoping that they get to be at more cons because I got to be real. Live music is such a treat mm-hmm. and video game. um, And not just video game, but I'm going to say video game just as a catch all these. uh, 
what do you call it? Not orchestras, soundtracks, soundtracks. Mm. They add and breathe so much life to these shows and these games and these things that we love. And they're all, I know they're already so popular. So I feel like there is such a space, especially in special event halls, which Mm -hmm. I feel like is a good place to have them Mm -hmm. for live music. I just love live music. And it was such a good experience and they did such a good job. So hello, con people, if you're listening, Somnium Sound, Somnium Sound. I'm sorry, I'll get that right. Um, and just have them at future events because they did a great job. It's funny because the thing is, when you said that you were going to that, I was jealous because you, I think I saved for the Idol Fest, yes. which was really nice. Oh my God, their production for the Idol Festival—it was so nice. I it jumped like, up so much. It jumped bro. up I, so much, and I love the background and how people play with the backgrounds. And the, I was just re- Holiday Tampa Bay had Holiday Cosplay Tampa Bay had a little bit of that too, but because the um. It, it had, like, the start of it. But then, because Hallmat had, like, the space and the production to do it up, it looked great. Mm-hmm. And they were selling the little idol things. The that little was so fun. idol uh, wands, the color wands. Oh, it created such an, like, ambiance mm-hmm. that made you really feel like... I, was, I felt like I was getting a taste mm-hmm. of what it is to it be at so actually cute. one of those concerts. They did a really good do- job. Um, shout out Duchess. Uh, that was that was my favorite one. They were great. There was I, like- I honestly don't know when. The thing is, we're always so busy at conventions. When we do conventions, we typically do this thing called the Entertainment Suit Takeover, where we do press, merchandise, panels, and we're just covered everywhere. So we never get to actually look up and like, experience experience the convention but when did idols become such a thing at conventions they've been a thing for a bit because even when um we were covering it a while back they did have like idol shows at like the i want to say it's not called a k-pop dance battle but like um you get flavors of it and like the anime sing-alongs and stuff like that there's more and more i feel like being catered specifically to idols but i feel like it's always been a niche that's been present and they're giving more of a center stage presence to it now Mm -hmm. i'm sorry i can't recall like specific events but i know it feels like as we've been going to cons over the years we have been seeing this phenomena as if maybe not attention to it grow, but like the care that the uh, conventions put in to uplift this like subset. Because it, I know it was a thing that was always at MetroCon and like those type of events are always at MetroCon. But then I, it always felt like that's what separated MetroCon from a bunch of other conventions. Like mm-hmm. MetroCon would have this, but other conventions just have like cosplay contests mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff like that. But it's like the, it feels like the idol, idol culture, which has always been like kind of a baseline part of conventions, has yeah. really exploded in the last mm-hmm. few years. I would agree. I feel like it probably is because the, um, I was going to say the, it's like K-pop is getting more popular and how like the dance choreography and stuff has been getting more like attention because of TikTok and stuff. So like maybe that's part of the reason you do see a lot in the production value i do see a lot of i'm gonna call them tiktokisms but kind of the kind of makeup style the kind of airbrushed look Mm -hmm. the um filters and stuff you see and i rec i feel like i recognize from a lot of the um 
They ha- all, all of them have like their own intros and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that I think it's interesting, but I I know something I would like is I know it's coming out of a very Eastern Asian, Japanese, kind of Korean space. I would like to see more. This is going to sound so bad. So I feel like this is going to sound terrible when I say it. Um, I feel like, so I'm going to preface it with this. I feel like one of the coolest things about having these cultural exchanges is seeing how each culture does theirs differently. Mm-hmm. And looking at it, 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 I would like to see how the West will take it and spin it to make yeah. it kind of more their own. Because right now it feels... It hasn't mixed in all the way all yet. You still yeah. see, like... I, I hope we get to talk about this more because I feel like I'm making a poor point if you want to, like, ask more questions in detail about what I mean because I could go on, but I just don't want to take up the whole thing with it. I feel like I've already talked right. enough to already. Right. But, like, if you have any questions, you're like, oh, Asia, that sounds suspect. I don't mean it to be. Just ask me directly in the comments or something, and I'll clarify. But I feel like that's not the space for that right now. Mm. But anyways, I like I want to see where it's going to end to put a ribbon on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. That's one of the things that I've had for it. Um, I mean, this isn't going into it, but it's like hip hop is super popular. Yeah. And the thing is, or rap. Yeah, hip hop and rap are super popular. But for the past, like, okay, so I'm 27. Um, I started listening. Happy to birthday. When, oh, thank you. I started listening <laughs> to hip hop when I was like five. Right. right. Um, hip hop stayed really stagnant because they all tried to emulate African American hip hop. Yeah. But over the past few years, I feel like we've been getting a lot of different cultural twists on hip hop, mm-hmm. which is fun for me to experience because I like seeing, like, you don't have to do the Jay Z or the Nas or the Tupac if right. you're like rapping in Japan. I I want to see what you're rapping about. Like, as long as you stay respectful with it and. I feel like if you stay play too much in imitation without the twist, mm-hmm. and I feel like being able to do the twist respectfully on anything mm-hmm. takes knowledge of source material and knowledge of yourself to kind of touch on um, one of the tenets of rap we talk about in our hip-hop panel. Um, sorry, I forget exactly who said it, but I know it's something that always comes up. Like, Africa Bambata. Yeah. Um in order to twist something. And I feel like integration of one culture's thing into another culture isn't complete until you have that knowledge of source and self in order to twist it Mm -hmm. rather than just plain imitate. Mm -hmm. Thank you. No problem. Nice. So the, their, the convention also, is, that's no disrespect on the idols who were performing. Yeah, they you guys, the thing job. is, they still did an amazing job. They did a job. great job. The thing is, um, whenever I see them perform, whenever I see anyone perform in general, I'm just like, wow, I wish that was me. Yeah. But I, I'm so uncoordinated. I have two left feet. Also, speaking of performances, um, hey, Winter Cosplay Contest, person who did the color guard routine, I saw you. Acknowledgement. I, acknowledgement. I was very excited. I saw a lot of people with color guard looking flags walking around and I wanted so much to stop them and get in their business about it. <laughs> but um I didn't. Um 
So, so winter, the the winter cosplay championship. While that, it's like there's. I found out there's a world cosplay like league. Yeah. And this was the um like prelims. Yeah, these are, these are the qualifiers. Qualifiers, qualifiers for the wor- for the world, which is in Japan, and the Nordic one, which is mm-hmm. in Norway, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Nordic. I didn't know there was. Honestly, a Nordic I know it. Learning that, I was just like, I like, I always wanted to get into cosplay. Yeah. And I, mean, I, I, and I love sewing. And I love fashion stuff. So I I, I want to get into it, but I'm like, oh, I don't. And also, cosplaying is really expensive. Monster Hunter was big this year. Yeah. I was so excited. Monster Hunter ones, I feel like you're able to show off so much technicality, and they're yeah. such cool designs. Mm-hmm. I was so excited to see the Monster Hunter cosplays mm-hmm. that were walking around. And, um, dang. Also, what I was going to say is I what I really like about conventions in general is that it shows you how... No matter, I feel like it's a snippet of no matter what niche you're into, there's a flourishing world for yeah. it somewhere, and it almost feels like discovering something secret. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I knew there was a cosplay championship in Japan, but to find out that there's a Nordic one too, I feel like just mm-hmm. is like it feels like I stumbled on a secret world. Like whoa, there's like a thing for that. You can go this far. You can mm-hmm. be this prestigious. Mm-hmm. It's like when I found out there was a championship for like brewing coffee. <laughs> I think that there is. is. Yeah, I did not know that. No, yeah, for real. One of the or, people that follows us on Instagram goes to it. Really? Or if I you don't that. know anything about Color Guard, there's a whole like championship and people making like money and their livelihoods off of that. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a small complaint that we had about the convention last year that I really got that they fixed. Um, there was no food. Oh like, yeah. There were there weren't any affordable food options last year. Mm-hmm. This there year, there was the uh, what what do you call it? There were the food trucks, but there w- it didn't feel like there were enough. Yeah, there, there were like six food trucks last year. Yeah. This year, there's like twelve or thirteen. It was like twelve. Yeah. Twelve or thirteen. Yeah, it was like over a dozen. They like doubled. Which um one those lines are still really long. So just like imagine they only had six, yeah. but yeah. they were much more manageable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was good and affordable the thing is i with the the price of things going up the one thing i was worried about was that it was going to be too expensive because um megacon has a um court food there's food in there in the venue but there's also um a mcdonald's across the street yeah um, MetroCon and Tampa Bay Comic Con. There's and, just Starbucks. Yeah, like, there's the hard. They're in the heart of Tampa. So yeah. if you know where to go, or if you look something up, you can walk or take the trolley or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like the for the every year at home. At, other than this year, there's always a portion where it's just like, God, we're so hungry. <laughs> I'm starving. Because <laughs> because we typically have to stay there all day mm-hmm. because of our panels, which we could talk about now. Uh, we spent a long time talking about like the convention itself, but um, we did press and panels this year, and um, our panels were um, the anthropology of bleach. Uh, Fa- oh, sorry, I had a list. Sorry, I, I was trying to do it from memory. Do it from I was memory. trying to. I was trying to challenge myself. Okay, so we had 
anime and fashion, mm-hmm. substance over style, anime and fashion. Thank you. We had the anthropology of Bleach. Yep. We had pa- uh, philosophy of power. Yep. We had world building 101. Mm-hmm. And there is one last one that I'm... Oh, we had... Uh, we debuted our Beast Mode Shonen, uh, Shoujo edition. Oh, yep. yeah. That was so fun. Uh, was my team won. Um, my team got third place. <laughs> Shout out. Team um, Toru Honda Magical Girls with the Z. It was Team fun. Hyper. Team Magi- Half and Half. Hype Magical. Magical Hype Girls. Boom. Um, it was really fun. I enjoyed doing a lot of our panels. We had such a great reception. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it's always fun seeing people who we, like, see at other conventions. Yeah. It was funny. Um, I would see people who have, we've, like, stopped and talked, who have stopped and talked with us in the past mm-hmm. or have come to our panels a bunch. And I would... I'm a fast walker, especially in crowds. Sometimes I just don't want to be bothered. So yeah, I leave, speed demon. I leave everyone behind. Mm-hmm. So I would see people first and I would like wave to them excitedly and they would be like, who the is that? And then they would see Derek coming 10 yeah. seconds behind me and they'd be like, oh, and then they'd wave excitedly at Derek. And I Derek like, would have to catch up to me later and be like, yeah, they waved. And then they turned back around and you were already gone. It's funny because I feel like since you're like a dude, like the most of the panel duo, if you don't see them together, it's hard to differentiate. And I, think, I had my hair different. Yeah. yeah. Asia always changes her hair. My hair is always either out. And so it's like, it's out hair glasses. So mm-hmm. it's just like, it's, it's a very recognizable look. Mm-hmm. And the hair wasn't big and gorgeous as usual. Gotta tame the beast. Yeah, it was nice. But uh, too great. We had a I my favorite panel of ours this weekend was probably the world building one, which is our last one. But we had mm-hmm. such that like, was so fun, good reception. Everyone was, was so nice. Everyone they were so everyone nice. Everyone was just like, yeah, talk about your thing. So promote yourself. And I'm like, no, you're embarrassing me. You got I'm, this, girl. I'm not good at talking <laughs> about myself in front of people. I didn't want to see feel like I was bragging. That's funny. My that that panel went really well, and everyone there was super nice at mm-hmm. it. Mm. I really liked it. Um, but I gotta say, my favorite panel this time was Philosophy of Power. We had like a packed room full of mm-hmm. people with just like a lot of energy, and mm-hmm. getting to match that energy, I gotta be real. I got a little belligerent, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's one of the fun. As long as everyone like keeps it joking when it's joking and stays respectful which everyone did mm-hmm. um it's like it's fun getting belligerent with each other like what what are you talking about also we uh, got no sense <laughs> also it's funny it was useless no it wasn't <laughs> also because the thing is since i wouldn't appreciate about that panel i feel like since we've been doing it the progression of people giving bulma her respect has, has gone up. Has drastically it increased. Is. Because I think before when we first did it, everyone was like, yeah, Bulma, she doesn't do anything. And I had to be the, and I was the one that was like, um, actually, Bulma is the only reason this panel exists. Bulma's the best person in Dragon Ball. You can fight me. I said what I said. This is not for arguments. If you pick anybody else, guess what? You're wrong. Now we don't have to do it. And yeah, I, everyone. It's so funny. Everyone it's else unanimous. is unanimous. Like, it's like, why am I here? So what's Bulma? <laughs> It's funny because even though we're on it the same time, we all have like our trap card character mm-hmm. who it's like, okay, if no one gives this character clout, we're going to argue for it. Mm-hmm. But ultimately it's up to the room. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, it's funny to watch when it's a room full of very outspoken people who mm-hmm. are 
once again, still respectful to each other. That's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. It cannot be fun if you're not respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, who were just like playing along in that stream of energy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like it was it was fun mm-hmm. and being outvoted was fun. It was fun. I remember that one guy, that one guy who was like arguing, like, why is the bomb on this list? <laughs> you have my heart. It, they're <laughs> like, they're on the next list. She's too good for this list. Wait till the next one. You're on planetary. planetary. I'm like, it's a universal. Boma could body anybody on this list easy. Don't even worry. There's, there's three levels. She'd be fighting below her weight class. And she doesn't need that. She doesn't need the handicap. We need the respect. Anyway. It always kind of boils. My favorite thing about the panels, it always kind of boils down to, but who does Goku love more? Yeah. That's the first. <laughs> it's so funny. So, Chi Chi didn't cause Goku to go Super Saiyan. So, <laughs> does he love her? Well, the thing is, did he marry Krillin? Did he marry Krillin? No. Exactly. And who taught her sons to go Super Saiyan? Chi Chi. So, really. Mm. Anyways, we're no, not we gonna read. We're not gonna read. We need to work on people getting the Chi Chi love respect up. The thing <laughs> is, as long as she gets a title, I'm always cool with it. So, and she half the time she does because there's no one else on the list yeah. on that level with oh. as much clout. Also, I found it really funny that everyone was just like, "Yeah, Yamcha for everything." And I'm like, "What is with this crowd? <laughs> Why is everyone yeah. giving Yamcha his props?" Norm. <laughs> Yamcha's the like Yamcha's like you're just the first person. He's yeah, like, as a joke, he's always like the first person to get out. He's Everyone's the only person like, that knows Wolfbang fists. Sucks. <laughs> yeah, Yamcha's cool, but we got to get rid of him. It was funny because they wouldn't let even if you tried to like some people are just fighting way outside of their weight class. But even if they were, they'd be like, "Well, they were useful now," and I'm like. I really like how you want to give everyone our clout, but we only have 45. <laughs> we only have like 45 minutes to an hour here, baby. We got to start eliminating people. Have to let them go. And it's like, if you tried to touch Yamcha or Tien, they were like, no, get out of here. <laughs> they didn't win anything, but they sure stayed up on that board. <laughs> it was like having an emotional support character. Look in the corner. Yeah, Yamcha. Dusting him off. You only got a participation trophy, but you're still there. <laughs> You didn't get eliminated. You didn't go into the void of the background. I'm so sorry. We got way off track. Yeah. <laughs> I lost myself in this a little bit. As you were saying, um, <laughs> Substance Over Style, my favorite panel. I'm not going to gush about it. My go ahead, gush. I love Substance Over Style. I love it so much. I love talking about fashion. The thing is, if anyone, if one single person in the comments is like, hey, Sam, I want to hear you talk about fashion, um, I will talk about fashion. For an entire stirring the pot. There you go. There we go. One person. Saving my burner account. Yeah, Sam, talk about fashion. I was actually asked by... Totally not Sam. I was actually (laughs) asked by a convention that's trying to book us as guests. I'm not going to say names. Mm -hmm. To, hey, if you guys could run some of your panels as, like, mini episodes, Mm -hmm. just to give a taste of what, like, Mm -hmm. the panel would look like, that'd be great. I'd love that. I'd love to be because it's similar to what we did with the bleach one, yeah. where it's like mm-hmm. I could show they could show they can show their team, hey, this is their bleach thing, mm-hmm. their How panels, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be great. I don't mind. I'd love to do that. I love talking. You about- can revisit us again and again. Oh yeah, for the people who went to the Dragon Ball one, that those for that first two lists are gonna experience a change, mm-hmm. and I actually have to go through and read more Dragon Ball, more Dragon Ball heroes to adjust. 
the finalist. But also, expect more philosophy of powers with One Piece, Naruto. Uh, and more anthropology panels. Maybe. Uh, yeah, more anthropology panels. Three? I don't know. I'm just saying stuff. I just really like those panels. I like that we came up with formats for panels to mm-hmm. use instead of just like. Now, this one and done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though those one and dones are really popular. But we haven't had, we didn't do the My Hero one this week, which is, I feel like. Surprising, because this is actually the time when it's coming out with this newest season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's all right. Like, it'll, if it comes back, it comes back. If it doesn't, it doesn't. We have run it so many times. But with this newest season, I was really excited to have kind of different levels of conversation. And mm-hmm. it makes me want to have a panel that just strictly talks about the nature of redemption. Endeavor, just like not even not, not even specific to um my hero, but I feel like redemption is something that comes up again and again in um what do you call it in media, like mm. oh, and it's not who should not like who should get redeemed. Who do we want to get redeemed? Why do we want them to get redeemed? What is the nature of forgiveness, et cetera, et cetera? That's something that I've all the nature of forgiveness is something I've always had like. It's been like a little thought bubble in my mind. Vegeta! Sasuke! And we can... Hmm. I'm going to write this down. (laughs) All right. Well, there you go. Ideas on paper. (laughs) And the thing is, that's that's all I have to say. We're at the 50-minute mark. Nice. Um, we saw the potential birth of a panel in action. There mm-hmm. you go. That's how we come up with it, guys. Yeah. Someone says something like, "Man, I wonder if Derek could do a three-hour-long panel where he talks about the history of Lord of the Rings." Jesus. Huh. I could do a three-hour panel where I talk we open about presents it. today. Guess what Derek got? Lord of the Rings. So there's extended this new Lord of the edition. Rings book. Um, yeah, yeah, the extended edition. That's great. That's the thing is now we, we don't have to pay for HBO Max anymore. Yeah. Well, we still do because I need to watch. Sorry. Uh... This is nothing to do with the podcast. Yeah. This Lucario is like going crazy. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm just... No, it's so happy to see you. <laughs> he fell asleep. He ran around there and tied himself out. It was funny. It was like he had the little, yeah, I'm having a great time. Uh, music notes. And then he immediately fell asleep. <laughs> Anyways. But, but thank you guys for coming to another Stirring the Pot. Um, we'll make sure to see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.